0: Alright everyone, do you like player props? Do you like betting player props? If so, you have to check out Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. So you build DFS style lineups only with player props. It's so much fun. But also you can build some of the best parlays and by best, I mean best payout potential parlays that I've, I've seen in the industry. You're going to get paid out better than most sportsbooks are going to pay you for all these parlays you can make for player props. Build a two, three, or four player prop parlay and it pays out better, if not the exact same as a sportsbook. Check them out online, thrivefantasy.com. Put in promo code SBD for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks online thrivefantasy.com promo code sbd What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Monday? Today is the 14th, March 14th, 2022. What's going on out there? Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Hopefully, not too bad. On today's show, we're going to go over our weekend. We went, uh, what do we go? Four and four on the weekend picks. Still sitting right around that 500 for uh, the last couple of weeks. But uh, we'll go over all of our picks and then a couple other things. You know, there's some news, there's some college basketball stuff. I want to talk a little bit about Calvin Ridley in the NFL, too. So we'll get into all that today. And uh, like I said, hopefully it was a good weekend for everybody out there. Uh, real quick before we get going, how does VIG free betting sound, right? The VIG is so tough to beat. As a matter of fact, most people can't win in sports betting because of the VIG right? And once you get rid of the VIG, get rid of that minus 110, it is so much easier for everyone out there to start having more success betting sports. And I don't care whether you just started last week betting or you've been betting for 10 years. VIG-free betting, getting rid of that minus 110 is so powerful. Check out BetterEdge online, B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com and uh, put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks. Start betting VIG-free, start having more fun, making more money online, BetterEdge.com, promo code SBD. BD. All right, let's get into it. Recapping the weekend, we went four and four on our weekend picks. On Friday, we give out three games. Uh, we went uh, two and one on Friday. Actually, we went one and two on Friday. We lost the uh, Winnipeg game, we lost the Burnley game, and we won with San Diego State. Fast forward to Saturday, two and one on Saturday. We won both of our college basketball games with Arizona and UAB, and we lost with the Dallas Stars in the NHL. And then on Sunday we went one and one, won with uh, Houston, lost with Purdue. So again, one and two Friday. Two and one Saturday, one and one Sunday, four and four overall. Uh, Look, you know that's. I feel good about the picks. I feel good about what's going on right now. Uh, I like March Madness where we're at. Stay tuned. By the way, we should have somewhat of a preview show. I mean, we're not going to go over every game and every possibility, but we will have some kind of preview for the tournament before Thursday. But uh, again, four and four. Uh, not a horrible weekend you know we would obviously prefer to finish every weekend winning but let's remember that's not what sports betting is sports betting is over the long run we want to be profitable doesn't mean we're going to win every bet doesn't mean we're going to win doesn't mean we're going to win every day I mean hell I have losing weeks but uh, long term is what this is all about Uh, four and four over the weekend let's have a nice week I'm sure we'll have plenty of picks coming up for uh, some college basketball this week Uh, Speaking of college basketball, I've got some thoughts on the tournament, and I've got some thoughts on uh, March Madness in general. First off, and this one I've had for a while, okay? Now, as a sports bettor, I don't try and get into the heads of the committee. Oh, why is this team a 10 seed? Why is this team a 14 seed? What's going on here? It's so confusing to me, okay? And one thing I don't get is why teams on the bubble end up being like like 11 seeds. (laughs) I mean, I heard Michigan almost didn't get in it's like well either michigan's not in it or they're an 11 seed what what about all those 16 seeds 15 seeds to me the way it should work out logically is okay if you are one of the last four teams in shouldn't that mean you're a 16 seed right you just snuck into the tournament why would you sneak in and get like an eight seed like some of these other teams do It makes no sense to me. So again, I don't know if there's a reason for that. I don't know why that is, but it's just so funny to me. It's like, oh, this team, either they're going to miss out and have to play in the NIT or they're going to get a 10 seed. And you know, it's crazy. I don't understand how it works. I'm sure there's someone out there going, well, Tyler, I mean, the at-large bids and the conference championships, do you really expect Yale to get a top? I get it. There's some teams who may not deserve it, but then why have these last four teams on the bubble, right? Shouldn't on the bubble mean you're on the fringe of being in or you're on the fringe of being out, right? That's what the bubble means. It means you could barely be in, you could barely be out. Well, if these teams on the bubble end up being in, they jump like like 30 other teams for their seed, so again, I just don't get it. And if they're, you're going to reward them for being in the Big Ten, why the fuck are they in the bubble in the first place? It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, college sports in general. This is the thing: when you have a sport like the NFL or the NBA or whatever we're talking about, okay, there are commissioners, there are there are committees designed to keep the sport going and, and to and to keep things at a competitive balance and to make sure everything's on the up and up. College athletics is so hysterically. Uh, what's the, what's the right way to put it? It is. Well, let, let, let's look at it this way. Since the eighties college sports has been the fastest growing TV sporting event or TV television show in, in, in the world. I mean, college sports since the eighties has grown faster than the NFL Maybe not as much for the Super Bowl, but faster on a per-game basis. It's grown faster than the NBA. I mean, again, if you look at how many people used to watch college sports and how many people now watch college sports, it is, it's is—it's insane. So what happened is, in the 80s, 90s, when this was changing, well, the NCAA started taking a lot of the money they made based on television deals, things like that, but they didn't change anything based on the way the sports worked. That's why college football, now the second most popular sport in the country, is run poor you know worse than a lot of high school leagues in the country. There's no leadership. There's no, nothing makes sense at the top. Well, it's the same thing here in college basketball when nothing makes sense, when you're going to keep getting the same thing over and over in terms of these horrible seeds and these horrible ways to approach seeding and the tournament things like that, this is what the sport ends up being. And so, this is not a basketball problem. This is an NCAA problem in general. So until there's changes at the NCAA level, we're going to keep getting bizarre stuff like this every year in every sport in college. I just wanted to get that out there. It's true with college. There's no, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So when stuff like this happens, don't expect for it to just be crystal clear and make a whole lot of sense to us. Uh, But either way, stay tuned later on this week. We'll have a preview uh, for the NCAA tournament starting on Thursday. Um I do have a couple thoughts, like preliminary thoughts. I do think the Big Ten is a little bit overrated. I mean, look, in general, I think the Big Ten has nine teams. The Big 12 has six. There's a bit of a bias that we see nationally. And you see it in the seedings. You see it in the lead-up games. And you see it now in the... Uh, NIT and the actual March Madness tournament that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 were largely disregarded for those bubble spots. And a lot of those were given to Big Ten teams. I think what we see in the tournament is the Big Ten may get a little exposed. Now, some of the teams have good matchups, but overall, I think the Big Ten is a little overrated uh, in general. All right. So before we wrap things up today, I did want to talk quickly about uh, Calvin Ridley in the NFL. Uh, obviously, Calvin Ridley caught making uh, bets, what was that, last week, two weeks ago, and we have some information on that. So, Calvin Ridley came out and said, uh, only bet $1,500. What's the big deal? I don't have a gambling problem. And we come to find out that he bet a lot more than 1500 in numerous, very, very stupid ways. So, obviously, we talk about this all the time on this podcast, that we want to make singles, right? We want to stay away from parlays unless we have reasons to make parlays, or teasers, or boosts, things like this, right? Um, And you know what's actually funny is, I think whether it's a podcast series we're going to do, or whether I'm going to do something else and, and tell this story a different way, whether it's writing a book, I'm not sure. But one thing I've found in five years of doing this professionally is that pretty much to a T, pretty much consistently and predictably, those who know most about these sports in terms of fans or people who play them are habitually the worst at these sports. Now, obviously, that's because it's pretty simple. The more emotional you become about something, the less logical you are with it, right? And so fans becoming more and more emotional about their teams are less likely to be logical when it comes to betting on sports. But even for Calvin Ridley, who had all these different kinds of bets that we're going to talk about in just a second— you know, this is an NFL player. I mean, this is a, as close to the locker room as you're ever going to get, and he's over here making you know all these parlays and these stupid, stupid bets. So, so let's see. Uh, Calvin Ridley wagered a total of uh, just shy of four thousand dollars on six separate bets, uh, the parlays. So let's see, he had. <laughs> Uh, Ridley wagered a total of $3,900 against six separate bets, or on six separate bets. Five of the bets were parlays in which the Falcons' money line was included, and one was a $1,300 in-game wager on the Falcons. All six of the wagers, including the Falcons' wagers, were graded as losses. (laughs) So Calvin Ridley started off his sports betting career, at least publicly, by going 0-6. All right, think about that. We have an 0-2 day, and I hear from you guys on Twitter. 0-6 from an NFL wide receiver. Uh, this article goes on to say, the parlays were headlined by a three... <laughs> oh my God, this is hysterical to read. I can't believe... I mean, we'll have commentary in a sec, but the parlays were headlined by a $300, 11-leg parlay bet on NFL games placed on the morning of November 28th. At the odds of 481 to 1, he would have won almost $150,000 if it hit, which of course it did not. Uh, And then he made a couple other bets as well. This is what I'm talking about, though. Okay. Everyone assumes, well, my buddy, my buddy's a great NFL fan. He never misses a a game. He watches every, you know, uh, NFL Sunday ticket every weekend. He watches all the press conferences. Well, your buddy's probably not very good at sports betting calvin calvin ridley who plays in the nfl he's a wide receiver been playing for decades at a professional level you know in college and the pros he's one of the best he's well he can't pick games to to you know my my dog would be able to pick games better than calvin ridley okay so the idea of being around the sport being near the sport somehow meaning you're good at picking the sport that's bullshit that's completely false and same way with knowing the sport all of my friends who know and love, I'm in Denver, right? All my friends who love the Broncos, oh, love the Broncos, love the Broncos. They're the worst at betting on the Broncos. Okay, fan is short for fanatic, which means you're going to be a little fanatical, little little biased at times. And as I said, the more emotional you get, the less logical you are. So I just wanted to rehash that. I mean, it's so funny to me that Calvin Ridley, you know, making these 11 team parlays, the live in-game wagers it's so funny it's just like anyone else who first gets going with sports betting you know he's making the same mistakes as a lot of you made that i made for half my career and it's just a good reminder that it doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter how much you know about a given sport betting a sport successfully is a completely different uh, proposition all right, that is it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening on a Monday. Good luck, whatever you have going on today. Even though there's not much today, whatever you have, hope you, hope you will catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.